Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, everyone. This is B-Rob. Just wanted to welcome you into a free preview edition of Still Pottle. In case you missed it earlier this week, I have joined forces with Jay King and Jam Packard to join the, the Still Pottable team. And what that means for you is You'll get one free show uh, in this feed on every Monday from the three of us. But if you want a daily Celtics podcast from a combination of all of us and other guests, you can check us out on Patreon by checking out the link in the description or going to patreon.com slash still potable, P-O-D-D-A-B-L-E. So you'll be able to get a daily podcast every day of the week, depending on what tier of membership you sign up for. There's also a way to chat with other members of the community on there. I'm super excited to be joining these guys on this, and I hope you'll check it out. But without further ado, here's a free preview edition of the pod. I am Jay King. He is Brian B. Rob, and we are still part of you today, one day after the Celtics pummeled the indiana pacers to move to four and we didn't really know what to do so we came up with a little idea for some small sample size theater we're gonna play a game of real or fake we came up with 10 celtic stats from the first four games of the season and we are going to discuss basically whether that trend will continue whether it's just small sample size nonsense or you know, is it is it is it the real deal, B Rob? It's there's a lot of fascinating numbers here that you compiled, Jay. Um, it was hard finding bad numbers. I had yeah, bad I numbers, to find bad numbers too. It, and that tends to happen when you have a thirty plus point win in two consecutive games in a four game season. I guess that I think ESPN tweeted out last night. It was like it was the first time they'd won by thirty plus in two straight games since like. 19 in the 1970s, something like that. So, um, this was uh, a special brand of blowouts this week, and we're gonna get some pretty fun numbers out of it. Uh, yeah, and I came up with the idea for this, I think it was after they were two and oh, and at that <laughs> point, it was gonna be nonsensical anyway, but then the numbers were totally skewed by two absolute scorching blowouts. So we got some some good numbers here. All right, let's get I think it. it's better. I think it makes it make, this make this more fun. Let's get to the extremes. Yeah, here. some of the numbers are outrageous. All right. We'll start with the Celtics starting lineup, which is outscoring teams by 37.3 points per 100 possessions so far. 
B Rob, is that real or fake? That is a real number against the Wizards. That is a sustainable. If you look at the four head to head matchups this year, they will if, be able to sustain that against Washington. Against other teams, not so much. Um, if they played Jordan Poole and <laughs> any of the uh, center, then you believe in that? That might be that might be too low, actually. That might be they might be able to go beyond that. But yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, that's a really incredible number two when you consider the fact I don't think they're uh, they didn't have great starts in, you know, against Miami or against New York, uh, at least at the start of those games. Those those lineups, obviously, they came together down the stretch against the Knicks and then had a nice uh, second half against the Heat. But um, yeah, like the last two games have been gangbusters. And I do think it is going to be if you're asking me if this could be this starting five could lead the team, you know, lead the league in like net rating this year. Now I'm not sure what traditionally how high that number can get, but I would say yes, in terms of like whether they, this could be sustained as a absurdly high number this year, not 37.3 point per hundred possessions high, but I think it's going to be damn good with that, that group on the floor. Yeah. This is especially promising because Christoph Porzingis was new to the team. Drew holiday is so new to the team that he missed the beginning of training camp after getting traded to the Celtics. So to to mesh the way that they have so early and to do it on both sides of the court, they're just they've just been dominant offensively, they've been dominant defensively, and and it's all promising. Like I just think the way that the pieces have fit, the way that Kristaps Porzingis accentuates the other guys, the willingness of Drew Holiday to just fit in and not necessarily need the ball in his hands all the time has just all been super promising so i think this is real in the sense that this lineup is going to be absolutely dynamite this season but fake in the sense that like 37.3 points per 100 possessions is that's like death lineup type type stuff in the in the prime of the death lineup yeah that's that's scary i mean and we'll see what but i mean i'm trying to look it up right now jay like in terms of like what like what led to like what five man unit led the league last year? Um, I imagine maybe like it was the Nuggets starting five or some, something like that. But it is, I think, whether this could be like, what would you put at the ceiling? Would you say like plus 20? Is that like crazy? Like, I oh, so two years ago when they had the Horford and Rob Williams lineup, that was in the 20s, right? So I think that's definitely a, attainable. Sure. Will it be 37.3? No. <laughs> like, like you said, they won't be playing Jordan Poole and Denny Evdia all the time. They won't be playing the Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton. But, like, all good signs. And Christos Porzingis had a quote today. He was like, yeah, it might look great because we're just beating the shit out of teams. I, I'm the one who said shit there. But this is going to get better. And I, I kind of agree that it's, it's getting better. This is very much in the early stages. I think you've seen that so far, but man, that, that group could be really good. All right. Second one, Derek white is shooting 57.9% on three point attempts. B Rob real or fake. This is, this is fake, but that's not to say it can't be 40%. Uh, which would be a career hybrid direct, but it is, I don't know, Jay, like as far as developments for the season and, and in terms of importance for the Celtics, like the meshing is one thing here, but I think this is a really sneaky big one because Derek White, before he came to Boston, was a subpar three-point shooter. 
and he took a big step last year, got to 38%. But now it's not just like he's making them, but the when he's taking them, um, the willingness to do it and and the confidence to do it uh, has reached a different level where you're just like, this is the guy that teams would, would assume be like, all right, we can hang off him a little bit. We can get away with that defenses. And now he's kind of be like, no, no, you can't. Like, you're, you're screwed on that front. Yeah. The pull-up he's taken on the left wing a couple of times already this season. Just a confident shot in transition. Pull-up, bang. And that's the layer of Derek White's game that I think has really developed. So he won't shoot 57.9%. But I thought coming off last year, I wondered if he was actually a good shooter or just kind of had a fluky season. Because a lot of times guys can have, you know, a fluky season. Jay Crowder had a couple of them where he was like up near 40. And then the rest of his career, he was like 33 or 34%. And normally you'd get the lower Crowder. But every once in a while, he would just just be hot for a season. And so I, I did wonder about that with Derek White, you know, was it just a, a one-year wonder? I don't think so. I think the shooting improvement is here to stay. So another real-ish one um, where it shows what I think is is the underlying truth here, which is that Derek White's shooting is real. Derek White's shooting has come a long way from when he first arrived in Boston. But again, he he won't shoot close to 60% this season. What about, what about 73% on... <clears throat> from two point range, can you sustain that? <laughs> Probably he's, he's 64% not. Sixty four percent from the field too. This is like just just crazy numbers for him. So the, far. the one thing though is, as you watch the Celtics, that first group, like he's gonna have bad defenders on him a lot of the time, and when he's put in the action, a lot of the time it's gonna be because he has one of those bad defenders on him, and. So I just think he's going to be able to take advantage of mismatches a lot. And he's very good at that. Like when he gets a smaller guard on him, he's great at using his body to get to the rim and create a good opportunity for himself or for somebody else. And I just think like the amount of attention that everybody else in that unit draws, he's going to be, he should be super efficient this year. If, if the three point shooting is real. And I think it is. All right. All right, let's take a break here to hear from our sponsor, FanDuel. Score early this NFL season of FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about fan, joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. You can do spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Massachusetts 21 and present. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050. For 24-7 support, play it smart from the start, GameSenseMA.com, or call 1-800-GAM-1234. And now back to the show. Celtics rank third in offensive rebound rate. B-Rob, real or fake? This is fake. 
they're, they're going to be a good offensive rebounding team, but they're, they're not going to be a top five offensive rebounding team because you're, those are, you're going to get like the teams that start double big, like two true double bigs will ultimately get there. But um, they've showed growth on this front. Um, they have some guys off the bench that can help, whether it's O'Shea Brichette, uh, Lamar Stevens, when he gets minutes, can kind of go in there, get, get their hands dirty. Um, Porzingis is obviously good. The guards can get after it. But I, I expect this to fade to more of the middle of the pack um, as the year goes on. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they'll be a better offensive rebounding team than they were last season. The focus on it from Joe Mazzula has really changed, and Porzingis can grab rebounds. And you see Al Horford crashing a lot more than he used to. You see everybody else crashing a little harder. Um, Brissett, Lamar Stevens, those guys, when they do play, are good offensive rebounders. So I think they'll be okay at it, but this is skewed somewhat by playing, you know, the the tiny wizards who did not have Daniel Gafford and played nobody, and the Pacers who will not play Daniel Tice for whatever reason, even though they could use another big disgraceful, disgraceful behavior by any of them. That was a great, great interview he had with with B Rob on Mass Live where Tice is just kind of like, yeah, this is really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> they won't, they will not play Tice. The war on Tice now includes Rick Carlisle going against Tice. And I think it kind of makes sense for the Pacers not to play him because you know what Daniel Tice is. And yeah. they're a younger team that wants to develop the Isaiah Jacksons of the world and maybe develop, Jarris Walker, although he hasn't played much either early in the season, but coming off the gold medal winning run with Germany, clearly showed he's back to a good level physically. And for Tice not to be in that rotation, got to be super frustrating for him. Yeah, that'll be. You wonder too if any of if they're like, all right, let's keep him healthy now, and then we can trade him for something. Um, when teams come knock, whenever a trade season picks up in a couple months or whatever, but yeah, it, it's you get pages out of it. But for him, especially in a contract year here, essentially to be, you know, watching that happen last night at the Garden, and be like, I can't, I can't help you guys out with this. Give me a chance here. Um, openly up, unhappy, and so yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting subplot to watch as this this year goes on. Gotta love d- diverting into some Daniel Tice talk. Listen. That's going to be – just wait for Jerebko talk later on. I, I was just going to say, we, we got to talk Jerebko soon. <laughs> um, so where – so are they like an average offensive rebounding team probably? Yeah, I'd say average. I'd be like – if you, I'd say like 15th would be my – like they'd put the over-under right there um, for the year. And, yeah, I think it's going to come down to essentially who – you know, if Brissett is like a regular rotation guy as the year goes on, then maybe that – ticks up a little bit but beyond that like um when they face real front lines they're not gonna be able to be as dominant as they were the last couple nights here the one thing is it helps your rebounding a lot if you're putting pressure on the rim and we'll talk about it more but the celtics are really leaning into post-up opportunities um and if they do that and kind of warp the defense a little bit maybe that does lead to crash opportunities um yeah, I don't think this is going to be like the best strength, but if it is, that really makes their offense dangerous because then you add that to the three-point shooting and the individual scoring prowess 
of every guy in that starting lineup. And that's dangerous. So we'll see. Um, all right. First bad stat. <laughs> the Celtics ranked 29th in opposing turnover percentage. They are not forcing turnovers after Joe Missoula came out and said they want to force turnovers. Is that real or fake, B-Rob? I want you to open up on this. I feel like you've been, over the last year, you've kind of dug into this with some interesting stuff at the athletic well. So I'm curious, having done that now with this new cast of characters and obviously changing defenses, like what, what, what what's your read on this? So I actually think the stats are mildly misleading here. Um, so Drew Holiday has three blocks that are basically strips where they were steals. And if you turn those into steals, then this looks different, you know, and, and it wouldn't be totally changed, but like one steal per game or essentially one steal per game just makes things look different. So I think their defense has been disruptive. I actually think this is fake. Um, I don't think they're going to lead the league in forcing turnovers or anything like that, but they have ramped up the aggression on defense. They've blocked a lot of shots. And so I just think eventually that disruption, the full court pressure, which they were like up 30 in the third quarter yesterday and still pressing, which was, which was fun. It was like the CYO coach who, who was just an asshole running up the score. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I just think their defense is clearly at another level of aggression than it ever was last season. But this is now, you know, they, they didn't force turnovers last year under Joe Missoula. They haven't so far this year. So we'll see. But I think I'm a little more optimistic for the Celtics than pessimistic at this point. I mean, how could you be optimistic? They've they've just right. destroyed everyone. Yeah, it's 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 almost like how could a backcourt with holiday and white, like be that low over the course of the season? Like those are two guys that can get up into people, even Payne Pritchard too. Like when he gets out there can, can do that. And they seem to be more committed to it now, whether it's different schemes and stuff this year, like you kind of laid out. So the um, I'm with you. I think this is, this is going to certainly, I don't expect this to be a weakness of the team um, like it was last year. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they will be great at it um, just because they were so bad last year. Yeah, with Marcus Smart instead of Drew Holiday, so obviously it's not like it's the point. same person, but similar. Um, and then Porzingis isn't like a huge force turnover guy; he's more like laid back and swatch swatch it away type of guy. So, yeah, but I I think they'll probably be average in forcing turnovers ish, would be my guess. Uh, yeah, all right that, that 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 seems like a a safe place to be, like when you if you add in like the the wrinkles that they're trying to put in defensively too, I think that will help out this area too, even though it hasn't as much in, on, on paper in the last first few games here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, the Celtics rank third in post-up opportunities and fourth in points per possession out of those post-ups. Real or fake? This is our first real one. Our first bona fide real small bona sample fide size. Real. Bona fide real. Stamp it. Still potable real. Um, yeah, this is I think what the front office probably, you know, dreamed about as they like were compiling this team together this offseason in terms of what they needed. Um, not only are the the new additions they brought in, whether it's Porzingis or Drew Holiday, like capable of posting up bigger guys, I mean, smaller guys, and just, you know, knowing what to do down there. But then you have Tatum, who seems to be more committed to it now this year than ever, getting into better spots on those fronts. So it's like, I don't know, it seems like the perfect storm of, like, anyone can do it down there now. And now it's just a matter of, like, all right, who's got the best mismatch tonight? Let's uh, let's fire it up. And you could tell just the just how difficult a decision it will be for defenses do we double do we leave a great shooter on the perimeter like the first play of the game the celtics posted up drew holiday against indiana and he had benedict matherin on him and it's not really a mismatch but also like if you're indiana you probably don't love that if drew holiday has tons of time to maneuver but it was the weak side was jalen brown and christos Porzingis. the strong side was jason tatum and Derek white who are you going to help off or are you going to just hope that your guy stops drew holiday in a one-on-one post-up situation drew holiday had enough time to take three dribbles made a move got an easy layup and it was like every single post-up opportunity the pacers did not send a double (laughs) and the amount of shooters the celtics have basically you know unless they're in their ninth man who's luke cornett they have only very good to great shooters everywhere on their roster. So you can just see how difficult it's going to make things for defenses on top of, you know, adding Christoph Porzingis, who's a good post player, seven foot three as a mismatch against a lot of guys um, on top of Jason Tatum's extra muscle. It's just like the roster is built in a way that will afford people to get good opportunities in the post. So I think that's a huge layer here um, on top of adding the pieces that they've added. I, I think the post-ups are, are real. They're here to stay. And that's going to be a, a regular part of this offense and a really good part of this offense because it's just like if you double, you probably screwed. If you don't, you're probably screwed. And the Celtics are getting – those have been super efficient opportunities for the Celtics so far. I, I think they'll continue to be. Um, all right. Celtics ranked 25th in bench scoring. Real or fake? I think this is real, actually. Um, mostly because those starters, Jay, they're going to be scoring a lot of points. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're they're cracking 100 pretty easily at least last couple nights. And 
we know Pritchard can score, Hauser can score. Um, but beyond that, I don't think there's going to be, you know, Al Horford's not someone who's going to be looking for their shot um, over the course of the game. He'll take them when they're there, but he just might not need to. And so this is real to me because simply like they don't, they don't need guys off the bench to score. And that's honestly playing to their strengths anyway. Yeah. I think this is real. <laughs> like the, the majority of the scoring is going to come from the top five. Al Horford is a worthy sixth to put in like the six starters group, but he's not going to be a, a high volume scorer at this stage of his career. They're trying to limit his minutes at least a little bit compared to what they did last year. So don't expect him to score a ton. Peyton Pritchard and Sam Hauser will have some big nights, but I mean, just a lot of the time their shots will be limited because the offense is going to be funneled through everybody else. And that's how the Celtics should want it. Like it's, I don't think it's a big deal that they're as low as they are in bench scoring right now. The game against the wizards was really bad for the bench. Um, But I think other than that, the bench has been totally fine. All right. The Celtics rank second in bench net rating. Real or fake? You go first. You go first on this one. So I think this is real. Um, And I don't think it's all because of the bench, right? Like you're going to be playing Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard typically with three of Al Horford, Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Chris Epsworth. So, yes, the bench net rating is going to be good. I do believe that Pritchard and Hauser will be better than they were the first three games of the season. I think they complement the guys around them. I think they're shooting, like we said, it 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 will allow the Celtics to do all the post-up stuff that they want to do. It will give Tatum and Brown and Porzingis more space to flourish. I just think this bench is not like the most talented go-get-a-bucket bench in the league, but it fits what the Celtics want to do, and I think it will be at least competent, and when you put those guys with two or three of the starters, then it's probably going to look really good and will probably be a pretty big strength on a lot of nights. Yeah, part of me wanted to say this was fake um, just based off of last night, but then you think about how bad they were in the fourth quarter of that Wizards game. And they're still second here. Like, (laughs) that means everything else besides that fourth quarter, they've been damn good so far. And we talked about this before the year, Jay. Like, just we kind of, I think we both anticipated this being like, that's been, you know, Tatum and Bench have always been a a great bread and butter unit. Now you're just adding more firepower to that. And it's um, guys that, you know, fill in slots well there. And even... One, I think, surprising nice development is even, like, I feel like in the first couple of games, like, even the Jalen and bench lineups, like, which we didn't see much of last year, those have actually done fairly well, too, like, in terms of, you know, being able to, at least in the plus-minus front in, in this small sample size. So if you're getting that across the board now with, um, you know, being able to put more firepower with the bench and being able to play well in those non-tenements, that's, uh, that bodes well for this rating for the season. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm This is real. Yeah, Jalen's played some point guard at times, which is which is new. He's also down to two turnovers per game so far, well, which would be very good if it continues. 
we we didn't even put that on the real or fake, but probably probably on the fake side. Although I do think he he's showed a little more maturity so far. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to a special free preview edition of Still Potable. If you want to catch out the last twenty minutes of the pod and get regular daily Celtics podcasts for myself, Jay King, Athletic, and Sam Packard, please check us out at Patreon dot com slash still potable or you can check out the link in the description but again thanks for listening to this free preview and we'll be back on monday with a full show in this feed